Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Paul Sampson. 
actor, director, writer who portrayed dual roles in the film, Jake McAllister and Lord Gregoire. Say that five times real fast and you get a prize, okay? Besides appearing in many stage productions, Paul has, can be seen in Whacked, yep, Whacked, Deuces Wild, Hero Wanted, Mel, and if you only knew, Norman Reedus, Norman, Yay. Norman, Henry Flesh. He plays Henry Flesh, the sleazy, predatory playboy. He's also, you know, he's kind of adorable. And Norman is also, yeah, Daryl Dixon in The Walking Dead. He's appeared in Boondock Saints and several movies with his friend Paul, uh, Deuces Wild and Hero Wanted. Billy Drago, the incredible Billy Drago, is Shauna the Chef, the bossy, cross-dressing con artist. And you know, I don't know, Tasha, I found him disturbingly sexy. I really, yeah, he was one of the best characters, honestly. He really was. Yeah. Billy, he's really good at being bad, and I think he's one of the sweetest guys around. Um, He's best known for his portrayal of Frank Nitti in The Untouchables, Ramon Cota in Delta Force, and Papa Jupiter in in The uh, Hills Have Eyes. And Udo Kier, the sinister, cruel, voyeuristic Father Paul. (laughs) He's had an incredible film career that spans over 30 years. Udo has become a cult figure in the the horror genre, and he's appeared in Andy Warhol's Dracula and Frankenstein, which I can't wait to hear about Andy Warhol, Blade, Halloween, Grindhouse, and an incredible performance in my own private Idaho. So can we get this party started? Let's do this. Let's do it, and let's bring on Paul Sampson, also known as Sampson also known as Fancy. Right. Paul? Hello. Hey, Paul. How are you? Hello, Tasha. Hello, Jane. Hello, Hello, Paul. Members of the higher court. Members of the higher court. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Great intro. Magic carpet ride. That's actually uh, in the opening credits of the movie. Uh, Yeah, when you're driving up to the castle, right? Right. That was... Magic carpet ride. I love that song. Great and that was that was when you were that was introducing the modern day, right? The transition section. from the um, you know from the opening battle sequence to the uh, grandmaster to the uh, the arrival, you mm-hmm. know, modern mm-hmm. day. It's a great song, Magic mm-hmm. Carpet Ride. Yeah, it was, it was, it was two songs. Yeah, it was two songs I wanted to use. Uh, it was either that one or uh-huh. um, my my Neil- generation by the Who. Neil- uh, Nielsen. Opening song. I had two spots in my mind. I, I thought I've a Magic Copper Ride by Steppenwolf, or I thought uh, My Generation by The Who. Mm-hmm. And I ended up with uh, Magic Copper Ride, because I thought it was more, you know, more I appropriate. Think, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I thought so. Well, Paul, let's kind of get, let's just get down to it, shall we? Um, <laughs> I want to know what your writing process is, is like, you know. I mean, you wrote the screenplay for Not, and uh, it has so many elements in it. You know, you have the modern day, the medieval times, you have the dark comedy, horror, suspense, murder, mystery. You know, it, it just runs the gamut. So what what was your process like writing it? You know, Tosh, I've written like a dozen scripts, and, and every time it's different. And um, I think with this one, usually if I go out there and I'm doing an action movie, I know it's an action movie. Or if I'm doing a revenge movie, or if I'm doing a kid's movie, or whatever I'm doing, I kind of have an agenda, you know, when you go out there. But with this one, I just kind of wrote the story, and I didn't think of it as being uh, an action or a, a dark comedy or as a suspense or a murder mystery or a slasher or period piece. It just kind of fell. 
And um, when I was finished writing it, people read it and people watched it, and they were like, "It's, it's a cult film." It's, it's like so many different genres, and it's just this, you know, um, quirky. I don't know, just a bizarre film. And I didn't really have a, a genre in mind. So I guess with that, I, I wrote the medieval Philly from the modern day. Even though in the movie they intertwined, I, I wrote the medieval. I had, I just thought in my head for a story of a, in a, of a fictitious character in a non-fictional world. And, um, and I just wrote this little, like, 30-page or 40-page story. And then I intertwined it with the modern day. So it was really unusual... Um, but I never meant it to be a cult film. Like, I just meant it to be a, a story, and, it, and the comedy fell in there, and the murder mystery fell in there, and the action and the drama and the period piece, you know, because of the medieval. Um, but it's just a, it was just a strange coming together, if that makes any kind of sense, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a process. It was just kind of like mayhem and chaos. Right. You know? well, I think it, it worked out well. Yeah. It's the story of your life. No, they they have well. <laughs> yeah. You're right, kid. It's me getting up in the morning, you know, do I wear my Mayhem and chaos. Mayhem and chaos. Right. That's your alarm clock. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to disappear into the green room to uh, call Mr. Drago. Oh, uh, Billy, great. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be coming out. That's the only thing. And But I, I, I'm going to go into the green room, call him, and then... Hopefully I'll come out. So I, this is my question, and then I'm going to disappear. Um, so you wrote the screenplay, and you directed it, and you produced it, and you acted it. You had two roles. How difficult yeah. was it, and what was it like without going absolutely insane? How did you juggle um, everything? And now I'm going to yeah. go into the green room. Right. Okay. Sleep, I'm still here. Sleep deprivation. I would say sleep deprivation was the main thing. That was the key ingredient. And uh, I think, you know that saying when... You want something done, give it to a busy man. I just found myself in stuff. Uh, directing was easy. Acting was easy. Mm-hmm. Writing it was done before I, I began shooting, even though it was rewrites. The, the toughest thing for me, uh, genetically, is producing, is uh, the money aspect of it. I don't, like, I don't like to touch the money. I just want to create. And, uh, and uh, it kind of pulls you away from your creativity when, like, you know, they're, they're tapping you on the shoulder before you're close up, and they're going, oh, by the way, uh, we need, you know, Two thousand dollars for the, um, you know, for the for the furnace guy or the for the electrician guy or for the the, the, the we need new we need new generator the, the generator blew out so and they used to go and like run and get money and do a close up in one take but uh, I think producing is the only thing that I would not want to do next time um, I like the acting and directing and writing right. but producing is just a pain in the butt box. Yeah. Can we talk on your show? Is yeah, Tusk allowed? It's allowed, yeah. Okay, and I, I'll try not to, okay. but um, I'll say I'll say buttocks for now. Okay, so, all right, all right. I'm sure that uh, a curse word will come out sooner or later. So, um, tell us a little bit about the plot of Night at the Templar. Um, basically, um, it's a love story, I think. Even though no one sees that, <laughs> the guy just loves to kill people. You know? Yeah, he does. Um. No, it's it's um it's uh, the medieval knight, the righteous medieval knight, Lord Gregoire, is uh you know righteous and all that good stuff. He's basically betra- uh, betrayed by uh, a handful of his men, his closest men, mm-hmm. and um and, uh, and they goes into the future and you know the old curse 
um, you know, you'll have your ten lifetimes of success, but then the day will come where I'll, where I'll come for all of you. And that day comes in a modern-day castle. And it goes back and forth. We, we, the medieval, the modern-day story is linear. It goes from, like, point A to point B. And the medieval aspect of the movie, it's more out of order. So we find out in bits and pieces how this guy was, betra- uh, you know, betrayed. And the modern days, just the, uh, it's the kindred spirits of those that betrayed him. So it's kind of a very different movie. It's, a, it's an extremely different original indie movie, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's, it's basically it. It's fun stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of fun in it. It's a great movie. There's there's humor. There's horror. It's, it's I really enjoyed it. Everybody go buy the movie. Walmart.com. It's on iTunes. Night of the Templar. Yeah, so this is taking a while. Sure you think Billy, Billy and Jane back. ran off together? Oh, there she is. Hi, yeah. Jane. We wonder. Hi. We thought you kidnapped Billy. <laughs> no, Billy is here, and we'd like to introduce um, Mr. Billy Drago. Hi, Billy. Billy. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Billy. Oh, how are you, do, how are you doing? So, how are you? How are you doing so far? We're doing great. Meet my co-host Tasha. Hi, Billy. Hi, Hi darling. And and Paul's here, Mr. Sanders. Oh, great. Hello, Billy. How are you, sir? Well, no complaints. Thank you very much. I had some complaints, and I used them all up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fresh out myself. I'm fresh out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you know, yeah. Billy, didn't you? Weren't you a DJ at one time? Yeah, I, yeah. I worked. Uh, I had a syndicated show. Mostly, I was. I did new. I worked for the United Press and like that as a news person. But also, I did uh, uh, a syndicated radio show that played uh, blues and jazz and you know and whatever I felt like doing because oh, okay. it was my show. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So if if things go awry here, you can take over then, right? Yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> you have a great voice, Billy. You definitely have a radio voice. Oh, right. thanks. I appreciate that. Thank okay. you very much. So how did, how well, did you and Paul meet? Yeah. And and how did yeah, yeah? First of all, how did you how did you two meet? And what yeah. what was it about Shauna? The, the chef that intrigued you. Yeah, what was the deal with that? <laughs> so this, so this, this is uh, uh, about the movie Not Night of the Templar, correct? Yes. Yeah. I, I had some, uh, it's very funny that it's about that because I had some friends of mine who were watching it. They said it was the story about this woman who becomes a caterer for this party. <laughs> And then all kinds of weird stuff starts happening. They said they hadn't finished it yet, but they were afraid that she wasn't going to come out at the end. So, <laughs> so I just, no, it just seemed like uh, you know, it's it's just seemed uh, like the perfect kind of like the fun. You know, you want to. I've yeah. always figured that they they don't pay me to do it. They pay um, they pay me for the right to take pictures of me doing it. So I thought, right. well, I'll just do this and let them take some pictures, and I'll have some fun. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was a lot. It was a lot of fun, and the the movie was a lot of fun. And it's uh, I don't know if most people realize, but it's sort of in a way, according to Einstein, our energy. You know, they can't be destroyed. They said when people pass away, and, and this is true, they said when people pass away, everybody loses this 
same amount of this little bit of weight as their energy that's their uh, soul or their reincarnation or the something of them as it, it leaves and goes someplace else. So uh, the, the movie, in a sense, makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. It really does. And you were brilliant, by the way. You, yes. You really pulled off Shauna well. You're, <laughs> you're very talented. You, you wore the dress really. well. <laughs> you did. You did. Well, today I'm a today I'm a man. So uh, you are a man. You're all man. I can tell. <laughs> uh, Paul, would you like to interject here? Yeah, Paul. Well, you know, here? I, just, I don't want to. I don't want to step on Billy's toes. I, I have only a gazillion compliments for him. When, you know. Um, well, go ahead. Go. Go for it. Yeah. I gotta say, yeah. Billy. Um, we we had um, God. He um, he nailed. There was one moment with uh, he and Max uh, at the coffee table, and um, it was a rough moment uh, in taping. But Billy did it like eight times, exactly perfect in a different way every time. Um, like I've never seen anybody that perfect every tape. Mm-hmm. Everything right. he did, he, no, Billy, I'm, I'm being honest. You know, I've been around, and you you didn't flub one line or, or one gesture um, in the editing room. It was like one of those things. Like I did, there's one scene that Bill and I did. Uh, I come in with a, a bag of groceries. Right. And we just did one take. We did one take, so that was easy. Because I think you know, if you were to see with me, you were getting one take basically. You know, unless you get covered on your own. But in Billy's <laughs> other scenes, I mean, he, he, I'm watching it with the editor, and I'm like, I don't know which one to take. But they're all like brilliant. You know, it, they're all a little different. And, um, like, I'm a, an actor predominantly, but as a director, you can't ask for anything more than going into the editing room and having, like, you know, five takes, and each one's brilliant, brilliant and different to choose from. Like, well, you know, you, you capture something, and then you move on, but Billy captured it every take. And even uh, the physicality, when, um, when he gets, you know, knocked against the wall, um, you know, those problems with the, with the timing, with the camera and all that. And Billy just hit the wall and fell down. You know, he gets his, why well, don't give the plot away, the story away. But he was on physically, verbally, you know, blocking um, in his mind the character. He was just, he was flawless. Uh, you and, know, he you, you, a, and he did it in a dress. He did it in a dress. He did it in a dress, too, I know. He made that dress you know, I've done a lot of action movies. You were talking about taking the fall and this and that. So in my, you know, in my career over the years, I've done uh, lots and lots of real action movies where you're, you know, a hundred miles from the nearest hospital in the middle of the jungle or someplace. And yeah. uh, and uh, at one time, and people think when you know, people think when you're making movies that you know everybody's just kind of faking and it's not. But but. All those things really, in a sense, really are happening. And I've, I've uh, broken my ribs three or four different times, my collarbone. I've broken my arm three times. I broke my ankle. And most of the times you're someplace where you can't be, uh, you know, yep. where you can't, you'd have to shut down the production to get to I'm the hospital. Yep. And you can't do it, so I just go to the stunt guys, and they they take some tape and say, tape it up, and they give me some pain pills, and they say, okay, take three. (laughs) Yeah, I got to check on that one. Um, I was, when I met Billy, you probably don't remember, um, but I was with Norman doing a movie, 
in Bulgaria. It must have been 2008 or nine. I'm not positive. And you were out there doing a movie in Bulgaria at the same time, and I met you really quick. Yeah. Um, um, it, it was, I don't know, it was a lot. Guys, it could be six years ago. But on that movie, I was, um, it was an action movie, you know. Right. And I caught a squib in the eye. The, the timing, the guy detonated the squib at the wrong time. I got rushed to the hospital, and I had five metal fragments in my left eye, and I almost lost my left eye. And, and that happened, and it just, this is last summer, I was in Alabama shooting, just literally June, I get hit in the back of the head, and I had to go to a, an emergency room, and I, they put staples in the back of my head. Yeah. It happens, and I mean, it really, people don't realize it, you know, and I've been on the horse a couple of times in movies, and people don't realize that, you know, you're doing a movie, and it's not even, um, and they've been the stuntmen, and they've been the professionals in for the high falls, and the fire gags, and the car chases, but when you're out there in the field and they, you know, like Billy's like myself, we have different faces. I mean, we have kind of unusual faces. And sometimes when you're doing a close-up, you can't double us. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's the problem. I, I did a picture, picture with uh, Chuck Norris years ago. And uh, uh, so we were in the middle of the jungle. And the, uh, the second unit who were doing the action photography came to me. We'd stopped at uh, some little local uh, 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 they took me to some little local, they, I don't know what else to call it, but a bar. But it was just, uh, they were just serving, uh, you know, coconut wine, and, and you were under the trees out there because we were in the middle of no place. And uh, uh, they they said, oh, Billy, you know that? Because in my scene, I had to jump out of an airplane without a parachute and get get caught by Chuck Norris, who was out in the air. And they said, you know, if that really was you jumping out of the plane, we could get close-ups. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I said, what? And, they, and after a few <laughs> few more drinks of coconut wine, I agreed. And the next morning, we were just in the plane, and I have no parachute because it would show oh on the on the suit, you know, that I, the cloak costume I was wearing. You couldn't, I couldn't put one on. And so finally, I just said, okay, everybody got to die sometime. I jumped out of the airplane. <laughs> You know, and, and and they and luckily the you know they had a whole lot of, of skydivers all around to rescue me in case something went wrong, but they, they caught me. And the scariest part, we, strangely, was when the parachute opened because I just flew way up into the air, and oh. and uh, then then uh, finally we landed together in the ocean in the water and climbed up on the ship. And I looked over, and the the uh, the stunt guy that had done the catching that had caught me in midair, he's over there talking to his friends on the boat, and he's laughing and laughing. And I go over to him, I say, what are you laughing about? He showed me his arm. I had held on to him so hard, his arm had turned black. Because he had bruised every place. Oh, my, yeah. my goodness, Billy. Well, we have, we have Billy, so many yeah. more questions. We have so many more questions for you, Billy, sure. but we would love to bring on Udo Kier. He's on hold. Oh, great. We'd yeah. love to bring him on. So, Udo, hi. Hey, Welcome how to- are you? Thank you. So much for coming tonight. We really, really appreciate it. We really do. Well, I must say, I just listened to the story, how brave he is jumping out of a plane without a parachute. <laughs> I know, I, I, right? I, I, I think that, that goes past brave that. to stupidity. Is yeah. <laughs> yeah. a fine line there, Billy. <laughs> I, I, in all the years I'm making movie, I found out 
it is a false idea to do things yourself because a stand man does it better and then for the close-up you just land on top of a train and you just look into the camera. It's much more effective than really because a stand man has much more uh, uh, flexible body to do something great and I then think all of a sudden you land it sounds on the like you're almost. It sounds like you're almost too smart to be in Hollywood. I don't know. <laughs> I am. Uh, I live in. First of all, I'm not in Hollywood. I'm in uh, in the desert, in the high desert. Ah. I just came from my ranch where I planted ten trees uh, wow. today with my it. own hands and with a shovel. So I'm not in Hollywood planting trees in Hollywood. I'm in the desert. <laughs> Well, it's beautiful, beautiful out, in the de- yeah. out in the desert. I've shot a lot of films out there. I love the desert. It's, uh-huh. But people don't realize how cold it gets there in the winter. Mm-hmm. It really gets well, cold. Not, night too, yeah. not really. I mean, it gets uh, now, for example, I'm in Palm Springs, and uh, the difference between Palm Springs and the high desert is 10 degrees. So it's wonderful when <laughs> it's very hot in uh, in Palm Springs. You drive 20 minutes and you are 10 degree colder and much more pleasant in the in the summer. Yeah. But uh, filmmaking, uh, I just listened 10 minutes to all your conversation. It is, I think, the danger is uh, up to yourself. I mean, I when I make movies, I have even in my contract that I'm not allowed to do it. It's like uh, when I want to do something, they say, no, 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 you cannot do that because <laughs> the insurance the insurance wouldn't uh, accept that. Mm-hmm. Ah. So what is this getting together all about? Well, we're having a cast reunion of, of the Knight yeah. of the Templar. And Paul, are you still here? Paul? Yeah, I'm just going uh, to do it. Yeah, oh, you're here? Okay. Yeah. I got to yeah. say, I, I, did, um, I did clip Udo on the chin. In the fight Uh-oh. scene. Was that the last scene? That was that last scene where the good, um, yeah, we're good going versus back and forth. the evil. I mean, the, we, the stuntman came in um, for the majority of it, and then you know, and then we went at it. And um, I think it was after we uh, locked locked up, and he said something mm-hmm. to the effect of, you know, I've I've killed those people for like you know ever, and I just said I know, and I think I clipped him on the uh, on his right chin. How dare you? Did you get a good <laughs> shot of it? No. I, you know, it's funny. I don't even remember. Well, it cannot have been any kind of... De- so is this all you're talking about, how dangerous it is to make a movie? <laughs> it is so far. Fun. Well, every, everybody fun. has to, has to get... Get a, get a rush somehow, you know. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I wouldn't get a rush from that. But the thing <laughs> is, it was, a, it was great to make the movie. There were some very fine actors involved in the mm-hmm. movie, uh, like Norman. And, uh, of course, I just had made before a film mm-hmm. with Mr. Caradine, And so this was the second film. And he had his own strong personality because he really worked with so many people and sometimes it really popped out of him that he says, I have worked with so and so many people. 
But that's yeah. that's okay. I mean, it's like when uh, without mention any name, when you make movies, uh, which I did with famous uh, uh, actors in a high age, they have the best stories. They know exactly. They all do the same thing. The way they tell the stories, the way they pose in between sentences, so you can down who they mean. And it's wonderful. I had a great time. That's all I can say about that. I have made so many movies after that movie, but I can say I had a great time. We shot the movie in an amazing location. Oh, the location was absolutely beautiful. Yes. Yeah. People renting, renting it out to film shoots, and it was an amazing view all around. And you really had the feeling that you were not in a house. You had the feeling basically that you were in a castle, and uh, when you had the sword fight, it was really, and the, the walls and the windows, everything looked very, uh, very photogenic, and uh, yes. And it had a really nice look, really nice. Uh, the movie. Yeah, the movie looked fantastic. It, that's, yeah. that, that's one of its, uh, I mean, among a jillion things, that's one of its really great points. It looks fantastic. You know, the yeah, well, what I did was, yeah, I mean, the castle, to me, it was a character, uh, the whole setting, the medieval setting, was it's a character. Um, it's you know, I think matters wardrobe, well, uh, location, created, uh, everything. Uh, yeah, but created, I shot it. Uh, I, I shot it on film, um, and no one shoots film anymore. But I shot the um, mm-hmm. the medieval. I shot 35 millimeter, and the modern day, I, I shot Super 16 to give it a more with full well, you, film. You, you, a, you you know the the. Uh, I think I, I love when they shoot in when when you shoot in film as opposed to the video because the, the video in a sense is just reproducing what the, what the camera's seeing. The film is actually physically reacting to it, you know, in a in a different way. And uh, uh, the, the scientists in that say that the, that when you're watching it on film, that it may be subtle, but it has a different effect on your brain than if you're watching video because the, I agree. The, so the film is chemical, you know, is a chemical process, and the video is just reproducing it on a, you know, on a computer, basically. And, uh, well, that's only at the beginning. I mean, I remember with Lars von Trier when we uh, shot Dance in the Dark with 100 cameras going off the same second, and uh, I had also to get used to any kind of small camera which Lars von Trier is using always in his movie, but by now, these modern cameras, the red and these cameras there have such a perfection of quality, and yeah. it's much much easier to move around for the cameraman, and much easier to set up. Oh, yeah. no, that, no, that's true. No, that's, because that's, it is perfection now. I, when I made 50 years ago, uh, or 40 years ago, I don't remember, films, they had a Mitchell camera, it was called. It had the camera was in a kind of a little box, a little house they built it for the camera because so you couldn't hear the sound of it. But today, look at it. <laughs> they, have, yeah. they have cameras everywhere. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they have cameras at the supermarket. <laughs> they have them they do, right? at every street light. <laughs> On the street, yeah. Yeah. So we're all getting our. We're probably all getting our pictures taken, even as yeah. we speak. Yes, we have yeah. hidden cameras. Well, Nobody knows. Yeah. Well, yeah. Big brother's yeah. watching. Yeah. Udo, what intrigued you about Father Paul? 
Well, the the thing is, the the question is what intrigues me with any film which I uh, uh, get offered. Uh, there is there is a way how I look at the film. It is especially uh, I read when I read a script. I first read only my role. That is the thing, and see how complex this person is, uh, which I portray. And then I read it again, and then I read it with the whole word by word, and then I see how I interwave into the movie, into the story. If the movie can go without my personality, then I see no reason why I should be in the film. But in this case with Paul, I liked it very much. I liked the whole script. I liked the uh, the, the character. I liked the whole ambiance about the the, the interacting of uh, the personalities, and I like the description of the setting and all that. So, but uh, it's like you know, it's, you always. I think every actor has a different technique how you approach to a film. But it definitely, uh, I liked and uh, Norman Norman Reedus. I worked with him before, and I like to see him again. We did. John Carpenter film Cigarette Burn together, which was a great little uh, television film, and uh, so uh, that's how, that's how I uh, ended up being in the movie and having fun. Uh, it was a week of shooting for me, and uh, I really liked it. Well, you were absolutely incredible in it. Absolutely yes, incredible yes, portrayal for sure. The whole cast was brilliant. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned Norman Reedus. Um, Jane, do you want to tell the story about Norman? Yeah, well, Norman Norman Reedus was uh, supposed to call in tonight, and um, very last minute he had very to cancel. Minute. Very last minute he but, had to cancel. But we have good news. We have good news. Yes, we had we had an interview with him earlier. It's about an eight minute interview. Um, yeah. We we go a little off course, but but it's mainly about. Uh, about the film, um, but we and do talk guys. a little bit about The Walking Dead, and he does mention yeah, well, everybody in the cast, and he has some important messages for the listeners also. So please listen to Mr. Norman Reedus. Blog Talk Radio. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome What's to the Chit-Chat oh, hey. We have music, but this is an impromptu Yes. Uh, chat with Norman Reedus from the Walking yes, Dead and I at the Templar. Yay. Yes, Norman What's Reedus. Hi. Hey. What's up, guys? Hi. We're huge Hi. fans of yours, you know. Yes, we love you. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you so much. No, you're welcome. Follow us, Norman. No. Marry me, Norman. <laughs> of course. Have my baby, Norman. Have my baby, yeah. So that's not going to work. So are you, you haven't been busy. You've been very busy. Doing a lot of press for uh, you know the, the second half of season four on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've been to Tokyo a couple of times, Singapore, uh, back and forth yeah. to LA. Done a couple of uh, yeah, it's just been busy, just promoting. How do you promoting. stay I'm awake? Really proud of this season. I, it's, I'm always tired, always. I'm always trying to catch up on sleep, but um, yeah. it's fun stuff, so I can't really complain. You know what I mean? Yeah, cool. it's definitely popular. And this season is incredible. It's, I mean, the, the last so two episodes, you were you were just. You blew us away. You really did. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, are I, you going to hook up with Beth? Though I have to know. Are you going to hook up with Beth? I don't know. Everyone's so concerned about who I'm going to hook up with. I like, need to you know, know like, Norman. 
it's not really, I mean, it's not a reality show, you know what I mean? Everyone thinks, who's going to hook up with who? But, you, you know, the... I, you know, we're all running for our lives, and we're trying to figure out, know, you right. know, how to how to remain people and all of this. So mm. I think, you know, when Daryl looks at Beth, it's not like, Sexual. you know, let's have sex. I think it's more like this. It's a, a moment of of uh, uh, you know of hope or where we can breathe right. for a second, and this yeah. feels nice. It's not really like a a lusty thing. It's more no, of a you know, like he like you're you an honest, sweet person, and and yeah. you know, this is a nice little breath we're taking here. You know, yeah. Well, your acting was incredible the last yeah, episode. Yeah, it, it really was. All right, let's talk oh, about Henry so Flesh. Henry yeah, Flesh. Yeah, you brought the flesh back into Henry. Let's put it that way. That's a yeah, great character. Yeah. I, I, oh, thanks, man. You know, that, that character, that character name, I have a writer friend of mine that passed away a long time ago in New York named Henry Flesh. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a good friend of mine. So when Paul Sampson, who's a really good friend of mine who I've known forever, uh, I just I you know I threw that name at him as as a character name and he he liked the name so we kept it. But um, I mean Paul's a you know he's a very talented guy and I've known him he a sure long is. time. I've acted with him in films. Um, he's a great director and a great actor and you know a really stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. And when he asked me to do the film, I, I jumped on board. As did a whole lot of us. Who were, mm-hmm. You know, he, he got a lot of really good actors for the film. Amazing character cast. actors like Billy yeah. Drago and Udo Kier and Max Perlick and. I mean, all of them are really, really talented. So um, yeah, it was it was a joy to work with them. I had a question about um, the props. Did Paul direct you in regards to handling the orange? Or uh, I mean, you own that couch. You owned that orange <laughs> and those pretzels. Yes. Or was that impromptu? I just I just grabbed an orange and we mm-hmm. just shot it. Yeah, it was, it was sort of an impromptu thing. It, it wasn't okay. written in the script. I have food or anything but mm-hmm. I think we just kind of try to make it as natural as possible and that mm-hmm. that character is the type of guy that would just while you're talking to him he just starts shoving food in his mouth like he didn't care yeah. <laughs> so it kind of it kind of worked you know what I mean sleazy sleazy guy sleazy <laughs> but like cute but sleazy but cute <laughs> yeah sleazy but cute yeah and I mean Paul too like I mean he had you know it, it's a big deal to act and direct your own mm-hmm. film he's, he's you know what I mean really? I mean hats yeah. off to him for being able do that and I remember shooting with him he would you know he would do his close-ups first before the takes were even shot mm-hmm. and he, he knew everyone's character so well he knew the lines mm-hmm. so well knew what he wanted and it, uh, you know it really worked out that way uh, you yeah. know that it was you know beneficial to us that he was so on point you know yeah, yeah. he's a brilliant guy would you ever do another movie with him Norman in a heartbeat yeah you should do I a buddy movie yeah, buddy movie would be great. Yeah, he's, I know he has some, he's been developing and talking about, but I'd love to work with him again. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's doing a lot of writing now, I'm sure you know, Ben. So he, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? He's, he's, he's one of those workaholics. Blog. He's always working on something, like, all the time. He's, like, he's such a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Norman, describe Henry Flesh in three words, and then describe yourself in three words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's one of those one of those Lipton interviews. Yeah, um, yes, exactly. exactly. What is your favorite sound? The actor studio. Um, God, Henry, sleazy, unaffected, um, egotistical, maybe mm-hmm. selfish. Um, me, geez, uh, honest, uh, hardworking, and all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. And right. tired. Tired. Exhausted. I'm, I'm always sleeping. Norman I'm, needs I, I'm, sleep. I'm 
telling you, my idea of a vacation is just locking the door and taking a nap on the sofa. It mm-hmm. sounds great. Wonderful. Yeah. All right, Norman, tell us where we can get Nine at the Templar. Well, I know you can get it at Walmart online. Um, mm-hmm. I know you can stream it on iTunes as well, and links to both those things are, are on the website, www.nightofthetemplar.com. Well, thank okay. you for that information. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, those are the only two places that you can watch this film right now. Um, no other places. The two official By the movie, the cast is amazing. David, the cast David, is amazing, yeah. and, and so, you know, you should support artists making art, and that's definitely what Absolutely. Paul's absolutely, absolutely. And Tuesday, I know that you, that because of your busy schedule. It's, it's Wednesday, um, I'm sorry. Um, no, it is, it's, I think it's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday? It's, it's the 18th. Is it the 18th? Okay, is. we don't know. What do we know? Today's Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, we, we do have. Today is um, Tuesday, indeed. Yeah, but we, we are having, besides Paul, we're having Udo, and we're having Billy Drago. Mm-hmm. Join us. That's amazing. So it's oh, that's be so cool. Wow. Wild. Good for you. What two, two talented guys right there. Yeah, it's, it's going to be wonderful. And we so love Paul, by the way, Norman. We, we, we've known, we've him, known him, for him for a couple, couple of years years. now, and, yeah, we love him. So. Actually, Norman, he's done about five shows with us, five or six shows. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a third chick, actually. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah, next mm-hmm. time you talk to him, just, yeah, you're the third chick, right? Yeah. Yeah, he'll say, yeah. Oh, we had Rooker on too, Mike. Uh, we had Michael Rooker on, also mm-hmm. Norman, your brother. Oh, oh, what a what a great guy too. You have a lot of very talented men going in and out of there. I love it. Yeah, yeah he he was really cool, and and you know he was so secretive because I think it was t- when he did the show about two weeks later his character was killed off. Not mm-hmm. a word. It was just you know I love The Walking mm-hmm. Dead and it's great and I'm working hard and I love it. He kept it yeah, secret. I mean, he's. I mean, he was just about to go into another huge film too. So you know, I mean, he's he's very talented. He'll he'll, he'll probably work forever. Uh, yeah. he's, am- he's amazing. Amazing is the word of the day, I think. But all right, was there anything you want to want to say to Paul before we let you go, Norman? Just you know, my hats off to him. I mean, he's you know he he pulled this off, and it was quite the feat to do. And as you know, with with those guys too. I mean, you have such strong personalities, and everyone's so supportive of each other, and. You know, they're all super good actors, so, you know, to pull that off and, you know, know exactly what he wants and to do that, I mean, that's, that's hard to do, you know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. basically yeah. climbing a mountain and carrying a bunch of people with you. So, sure. you know, my hat's off to him. I'd, I'd love to work with him again. He's a great guy. hope you do. I hope yeah. you do. Yeah, me too. And, You'd be and great to come back and see us when you're not busy, you know, like in 20 years from now, you know, <laughs> stop by. Talk to I, I would love to, yeah, when we're all on, like, Dancing with the Stars and stuff. Yes, exactly. Oh, please don't yeah. do that. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you've never seen me dance. It's, it's pretty scary. It's scary, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, this is Norman Reedus, Naya the Templar, Daryl Dixon on The Walking Dead. Yes, we love Darryl. him. He's going to um, follow us on Twitter and marry us. Yes, he is. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you all right, so ladies. much, Norman. Thanks so much, Norman. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. You okay, too. take Bye. care. Bye. All right, guys. Bye. Oh my. Well, there you go. Well, that was a great interview. It was so impromptu. We were not prepared. It was just, bam, you can do it now, boom. <laughs> it was so funny, and to hear him talking about, oh, he was in Singapore or here or there. I understand. I've shot films in 70 different countries. Wow. And yeah, and uh, well, and I have on my mother's side some uh, some gypsy blood, so maybe that's why. I oh, really? So much. Yeah, but uh, 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 it was just interesting that in this film, 
you know, our location is as good as any location I've been in in 70 different countries. And we shot it here in L.A., but the location... You would never know it. You would never know it. Yeah, yeah, you would never know it. Location, location. Yeah, we could have been anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, Billy, I had a question about this one scene. (laughs) I think you know which scene I'm talking about. Well, Um, let me hear. The first scene with you and Paul. And you're both in the bedroom meeting for the first time. Now, we have two <laughs> macho guys here, two macho actors. Mm-hmm. One is only wearing tidy whities and boots, and the other's wearing a dress. How did you pull that off and make it so authentic? I mean, it was so effortless. Well, everybody has to wear something. <laughs> no, it's you just, uh, you know, whatever the wardrobe puts on you, that's the costume you wear. So I didn't even think about it uh, from my point of view. Uh, that's just, you know, I mean, that's just what you're doing. You know, some, and then, the, I mean, you got, you know, there are also some movies that have love scenes in them and, and uh, you know, and things. You just do what you're doing and then, they give you some money so they can take pictures of it, so it's okay. Right, right. I mean, it was kind of funny. Um, I, I mean, I didn't realize until again in, in the editing room, you have two guys like Billy and myself, and we're standing there like you know in the tidy whities and the dress. <laughs> two guys having a conversation. You know, you can't you can't play things. You can't play the dress. Um, no, the dress the dress plays itself in the sense. Right, you know? right. But it's funny. I, I'll tell you, there's one. Uh, I almost broke character because before we shot, you know, again, I'm the director, so, uh, you know, I'm thinking about the scene in my head. And the wardrobe girl approaches me, and she has two red hats for Billy. And um, she was, Paul, oh, which one do you like better? Billy puts on one, he looks at me, gives me a look, takes off with the second red hat on. And I'm thinking, I got Billy Drago wearing a dress with a big, giant red hat on. What was it so outrageously big? And it's the first time I realized he was actually in a dress. Like, I didn't realize it until that moment, and then I just dismissed it. But there was well, a moment where, where I'm like, wow, that's a big red hat. Well, let, 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 let me see if you can dismiss it again, because this very moment I just put on the red hat. They gave it to me. The wardrobe gave it to me as a gift. When I said, you want to hang on to this just so you can have it around? And I said, okay, so, so I now have it on this very moment. And Udo yeah, is wearing his um, <laughs> priest outfit, but he's not going to say. No, no, I'm not going to no, admit it. Taking the hat off now. Uh, I'm removing the hat and hanging it back up. What uh, yeah. Norman said in the interview is, I mean, that's totally true. To pull a film off like Paul in our days, how difficult it is to find the money uh, to make a movie, and and uh, also not being only the actor, also the the director, and basically the producer too. Mm-hmm. That was really a gratulation for that. That is really a, a very very strong strong thing. And the film, the film is good, and I hope a lot of people will uh, see the film. Well, the, uh, only, the only the only person I've ever seen, uh, ever worked with, who did it 
uh, as well as as he did it was Clint Eastwood. I worked with Clint, wow. and he directed wow. and acted and produced. And it, it's it's the same thing. The, uh, the same thing. It was done just as well on this movie as. as Thank you, Billy. That's a, wow, I love Clint Eastwood. <laughs> no, really seriously. That uh, uh, because I, I I know from having watched. Okay, how do you go from being the director to stepping in front of the camera and being the mm-hmm. actor and then worrying about the money and being the producer and and uh, and you did it and uh, and Clint did it. So. Well, it's, it's it's nice having actors along for the ride. It's nice when you got, you know, you're doing your your finale scene and you and you're standing beside David Carradine, and across oh. from you is Udo Kier. I mean, it kind of makes it it makes it enjoyable when you're doing a scene uh, with Billy Drago and Norman Reedus. It's just it's just uh, in the in Max Perlick and the entire. Well, cast, I don't. Uh, all I mean, actors, just, uh, if I may say something, all actors like to do uh, independent film I made I worked 20 years with Lars von Trier and to make a movie to make a movie like Dogville with Lorne Bacall Ben Gazzara James Kahn Nicole Kidman and Chloe Sevigny and everybody and we all got the same money almost nothing but we had great fun to have uh, such a cast to do work with Lars von Trier so I found out over the many, many years that actors, if you offer them a right part and it's a, a nice group, they prefer that much more than a Hollywood big production, which we all well, did. Well, plus, you get you almost always get free food, so. Well, right. <laughs> and free hats. And free hats. Yes, free hats free and hats, free food. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I, I, I agree. It's much... Like I said, I've made over a hundred movies, counting all the independent pictures, and it's just fun. You want you want to see you want to get into a situation that's creative and fun, and and, and enjoyable. You know, really, yeah. hundred is nothing. I made two hundred ten. See, there you go. Wow. Two hundred ten <laughs> movies. That's a lot. I, I think I think, <laughs> right. As an actor, it seems like um, you get a lot of opportunity in, in theater. You know, you get a lot of leeway to get roles you want to get. And then in the indie world, um, like I feel like like with, with Norman, for example, you know, I went over the, the, the story with him and he said, hey, can I change the name to Henry Flesh? I'm like, sure. And then even Udo himself, Udo wanted to call the priest Father Paul. I had a different name for the priest. And Udo said, can I change? I said, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you want to have some kind of leeway and, and let the, the actor become the character or, or create like their world. You, it, sometimes yeah. in studio films and they're a little bit more rigid. And, um, with yeah, because well, they've, they've spent months and months, the, the, the executives and everybody figuring out exactly what they want. You right. know, and right. they're, they're not being so... That doesn't make them as creative because no. they're locked into... It doesn't mean it's bad, but it's just they're locked into a way they want to do it. and that's mm-hmm. uh, Right. And a lot of times it's uh, it's the hierarchy of someone wants wants it, wants it done their way, yes. and um, and I I just saw like I saw Udo um, I actually went to his house his other house was Udo's a man of many houses he has them in like Germany and Palm Desert and Silver Lake and I went to his house in uh, uh, Silver Lake uh, which is in um, in the Echo Park in Los Angeles right. and he wants to stalk him he wants to stalk him they can find him now <laughs> but uh, and I went to you know meet up with Udo and um. We were chit-chatting about the um, 
about the um, the character, and he went and he made me a sandwich, and uh, it was kind of a funny experience. And I'm, I'm eating a sandwich in Udo's kitchen, as as he um, as, <laughs> as and you survived. Right, I would be killed or bitten on the neck, but you never know. Yeah, well, Udo, he's, 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 he's a natural vampire, but I mean, it's um, people just can, you know, when you have a good actor. Uh, you can put them in a studio movie or an indie movie or on stage, and they can just adapt. Um, exactly. And you do have more leeway sometimes. Um, because, um, I'm, I'm all about improving at times. Well, um, also, and, and so, uh, also, as an actor, that's, I make films like I'm a getting big films, so I remember why I'm here. I mean, artistic movies I can make with Werner Herzog or Wim Wenders in Europe. I don't have to come here to Los Angeles to do that. But I think it's also, for me, to be in a film like End of Days or uh, uh, Interview or whatever, mm-hmm. is also very interesting to do oh, this uh, absolutely studio film. I, I feel like like a yeah. child to see these big lightings and the assistant has an assistant and another assistant and mm-hmm. the whole thing is also very impressive but to work to really feel and really do a great job you need an independent film it's very very hard to concentrate in a studio film Right. right in a, yeah, and so that's why I guess with my script, I got um, I was fortunate enough to have Max Perlick and David Carradine and Norman, and Billy and Udo and you know Nick Jameson, the entire cast. They they just um, when you give someone something to work with. I mean, when I wrote the script, what I do is even the female roles, I pretend I'm that character. And like like Udo said, if the character doesn't need it in the movie, me personally, I wouldn't play it. So when I read a script. And I read, I'm writing Father Paul. I'm thinking, like, is Father Paul, is he entertaining? Does he move the story along? Is he needed? Because if not, right. then I wouldn't play him. And, and, right. a, you know, and, and that's what a lot of the modern-day characters, you see a lot, and I, I know I don't have a slasher film, but there's a 10% slasher element, and a lot of those slasher films, they have that, um, I guess, uh, just random killing. And, and, and in my movie, everybody in the modern day they were somebody from the past. Yes. Like um, like Billy and Max, they were the two people who perpetually stole uh, Lord Reynolds or Udo's gold. And so, you know, for 700 years, Udo's been killing their characters in theory, and so they mattered. And Udo's character was my, my nemesis, Lord Reynolds. And David Carradine was my best friend from the past. And, you know, so each character, not only... It's, it's different levels. Not only is the character to the, just the blind eye important, but in the story, there's no random killing. Like, everyone has a purpose. And I think, right. as an actor, if you're doing something, you want to be important. Um, like, I did a, one of the studio films I did, Deuces Wild. I'm reading it, I'm reading it, I'm reading it, and then in the end, I'm the one who kills the hero in the end of the movie. And I say, okay, bingo, I'll do it. Because without me, the hero doesn't die. So I'm the guy that kind of screws up the entire program, and I'm the one that comes in at the last minute. And I do something that's relevant to the plot, that, that changes everything, that when you leave, you're like, son of a bitch, wow. And you want to have a character um, on any, any level, studio, studio um, um, independent, um, you know, on stage, that, that matters to the whole scenario. That, that's like Udo said, he, he kind of nailed it on the head. 
Does he make a difference? You know, is he entertaining? Will people will people talk about it after? Like Udo's character is like he's the villain. He's you can't stop him. Billy's character. I mean, I get so many comments about Billy's character, and um, and some people have said to me, you know, wow, he, that's the guy that was in that Clint Eastwood movie that Billy had mentioned. Um, you know, he's the guy in the duster. He's 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 intimidating. He's the, he's Frank Nitti. How'd you get him to wear yeah. a dress? And like and like Billy said, you know, we're actors. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and I, I, I used to I used to tease my mother about it because I play so I played so many bad guys, you know. And I used to tease her and tell her, Mom, I finally figured out how to get paid for what they used to try and throw me in jail for. I just want to say we have some calls for you guys if you guys are up to taking them. I think these people have some questions for you. I don't see why not. I mean, it's up to only, totally. only if they're good questions. <laughs> only if they're good questions. Good. Okay, well, there will be wonderful course. questions. Of course. Okay, let's bring on area code four seven eight. Hi four seven eight. Hi ladies. Hi. Hi. How are you? This is this is our friend Niles. Hi guys. How are you all doing? We're good. Hi, well, hello Niles. I'm doing all right. How about you? Good. You have a question? Yeah, I I have two questions, and I wanted to ask, before I ask the questions, uh, I wanted to ask the host if I needed to uh, ask them one at a time or ask them both at the same time. Does it it matter? (laughs) It's just any way you want to do it. It's all up to you. Okay, well, I'll ask them one at a time then. Uh, My first question is for Billy. Uh, I'm curious, uh, The Untouchables is, is a movie that I've always loved, and uh, I'm, I'm curious what uh, stands out in your mind about uh, uh, your role and your, your uh, experience in that working on that movie. Well, one of the things was that, that you know, where, where my character gets thrown off the roof, I actually went off the roof, you know, uh, and we really were up there, and it was pretty terrifying. But yeah. uh, I got to know one of the interesting things. I got to know the Nitty the Nitty family. They brought their uh, the great grandson, and I got to hold him in my arms, and they took pictures. So I got to know. I got really got to, and they would take me out, uh, you know, to bars and stuff. And mm-hmm. it got a little nerve wracking because they started treating me like I was Frank Nitty, you know. And they would set me with my back to the wall so nobody could sneak up on me. And, and uh, they'd come by and they'd say, "So, playing Uncle Frank, huh? Looking good, looking good." And uh, it was—I didn't mind. It was real interesting to meet um, to meet uh, the family and. Uh, and I used to get invitations when I came back to L.A. They'd say, oh, you want to go get some Italian food? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was, uh, it was, that movie was a lot of fun. And, and uh, you got to do there, even though that was a big-budget picture, they allowed you, just like uh, the picture uh, uh, that we're talking about now, they allowed you to pretty much, uh, within, you know, within certain boundaries, do pretty much whatever you wanted to do. Uh, uh-huh. With with any of it, so all of those scenes are basically, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, in a sense improvised. Plus, yeah. the coolest thing about it is, I'm the as far as I know, I'm the only actor that's ever killed Sean Connery on screen. Right. So, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, the, no, the movie was a lot of fun. You know, but, uh, 
and 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 of course you know it was a, a success so that right. that allowed me to you know to keep working for the rest of my life in a sense yeah. so yeah so that, that was a lot of fun oh yeah i love that movie the wardrobe's um, great yeah um, and so my, my second question is for, for anybody who wants to take it. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear uh, what made you all uh, want to be actors. Udo, you go first. <laughs> uh, what? What's the question? Uh, what was I was curious, uh, what made you all want to be actors? I never wanted to be an actor. I was discovered. Uh-huh. I was a very, uh, when I was 21, a very handsome young man, and I was discovered. And I said to myself, okay, I, got, I like the attention I got. And I said to myself, okay, if I can live from this profession, then I do it. And I made, as I said before, more than 200 films and very lucky person working with the greatest director, but I never been to acting school. So, and I became a professor t- uh, teaching acting in Europe. But the thing is, the thing is, acting is. Uh, ta- I always, as a professor, said uh, talent is something you cannot learn and not teach. It is the talent is you can learn a technique and work with the technique, but not with talent. And I liked it. I liked it over the years. I learned from film to film. I'm still learning when I work with uh, good directors and uh, good actors. I'm still learning. I'm learning all the time. And I'm having a good time. That's why I kept on for so many years doing what I'm doing. Paul, I think uh, his call was dropped. Paul, do you want to answer that question oh. also? Yeah, no, I'm happy I to move, move on, move on. Move on? Okay. Move All, on. Right. All right. We'll move yeah, on. I have to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, I, I want to go back to Norman's interview quick. Um, okay, sure. It, there, wasn't an, it, there was no interaction because, um, you know, it was pre-recorded. And, uh, uh, you know, my shout-out to my, my boy Norman, uh, very supportive, complimentary, informative. Not only did he uh, give good compliments, but also, he also gave the uh, – information how to buy the movie, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of things. Uh, the orange thing you had mentioned to him was the, the orange was an impromptu. Um, and this is a funny thing. We were shooting. Now, I, there's a, an entire apples, like the good guys eat apples kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, Malcolm and Gregoire throw apples to each other. And, and then David Carradine comes in the end when Udo and I are kind of sized up. David walks in the frame when Udo's standing there for Japonico. And... Uh, you know, Father Paul, Japonico, uh, Jake, or Lord Gregoire, and the shopkeeper, and I film an apple. Now, to me, um, if you notice in the movie earlier, when I first meet David, he's eating an orange. Mm-hmm. He actually eats a peel. <laughs> and I have a little bit of a disappointment on my face because, you know, the adage, apples and oranges. Um, when we were shooting, I just did it impromptu. I threw Norman an, an orange um, in the first scene. It was a, a bow. And I have the, I have something in the movie. Um, but I, um, I grab an orange and I throw it to him and he totally took it from there, but I put it in his hand, um, instinctively because they're the enemy, you know, that's the fruit of the enemy. I know it sounds bizarre. It's a different level, but he took the orange and he started just handling it like you, you know, almost sexually. Which is <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was trying to get from him, but he, he wasn't answering the question. I've had, I've had probably 
a thousand emails from women saying they wish they were Norman's orange. <laughs> well, maybe and, uh, we can arrange that. If I was his pimp, I'd be a rich man. But, um, but yeah, that was a thing. I threw to Norman, and I kind of just threw it to him, and I didn't say anything. And he caught it, and he looked at me, and he just was playing with it for a second, and then he just kept it. And he, and he worked it um, for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Yeah, I mean, he was even balancing it on his knee. I mean, it was just incredible mm-hmm. what he was right, doing with that. Right, right, but, but I threw it to him. I took it out of the ball. I threw it to him, and he caught it. And he just, and he just kept in the scene. That was um, uh, just an odd thing, you know. And, uh, and, he, and he was, then he did a great job. And then that thing he mentioned about the close-ups, yeah, I was doing my stuff in one take uh, with that entire living room scene. And I just got my stuff, like, in fast as humanly possible I was shooting on film and you know when you're shooting on film uh, Udo and Billy knows it's not like video you, you know the clock's ticking the the money's burning and so uh, I did almost every take inside that house we've seen in one take it, was, it wasn't easy it wasn't easy when you're doing so many things at once but uh, again mm-hmm. when you work with guys like Billy and Udo and Norman and you David. Know, and but, but you did a but you did a good job, and the result mm-hmm. is wonderful. That's important. Well, yeah, it was easy. I just, I everybody would do it. Uh, we should see the positive side of it. No, the I do. Film, I do. I, success, I, I, the film. You did a great job. You had great actors, and let the film go in the world. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> that's all what it is. How it's taken on. Is, a, you know, it's taken on a cult feel. I, I didn't. I didn't build it as a, as a cult film, but ninety um, percent of the feedback, people are feeling it's a cult film. And I never thought. You know, I never. I think of cult films like you know uh, David Lynch, you know, like mm-hmm. Blue Velvet, or I think of like Rocky Horror oh, Picture yeah. Show. Yeah. And, and um. I and love David. Be, I know. I knew him really well. David Russo. Right. Yeah. 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 That was the last film he did, right? Before he died. No. No. Was it? Oh, different days. Um, I'm sorry. Well, he did Wild at Heart. Oh, he did? Okay. He did with, with Cage and Willem Dafoe. We did that after, and um, I did okay. another one or two. But, you know, just yeah. to be oh, glad to be I'm actually here, Udo. I was going to call you. I, I just got in um, meeting for a movie um, this week, and uh-huh. I might be doing another another, another film. I'm, I'm seeing people, um, like, Wednesday, Thursday uh, okay. on the other film, and I just met with uh, Chuck Russell today on something. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, as an actor. Um, so I'm, I'm here, actually. Are you in L.A. now? Are you in Palm uh, No, I'm in Palm Springs because I have to go for the premiere of Lars von Trier. They're showing at the Director's Guild, Nymphomania, the, uh, the, oh, okay. the new film with uh, Uma Simon and a lot, a lot of people, Charlotte Gainsbourg. And I'm doing the press for that, but I'm here all the time till uh, May. I start a new movie in May. And I'm a gardener now, and you're welcome to come uh, to the desert. I mean, it takes only two hours to drive. Yeah, yeah, I may mean, I'll take a ride up. Are you, are you in Los Angeles the next 10 days? No, I'm, I'm going to stay here because I'm working on my ranch, and I have people gotcha, working gotcha. there. So I have to be All here. right, well, I'm going to probably come out sometime between Friday and Wednesday, if that's okay with you. Yeah. yeah. I'll take yeah. a trip out. Yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. get Billy to take a ride. Okay. Give me the hat. I'm only bringing the hat if someone else brings the frying pan. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you what. What Udo? Um, I actually did the stunts in the movie. Um, I'm actually the one that hits Billy with the frying pan, and then we 
know, Udo with his brilliant laugh. And um, it was on cue. Udo's standing there, and he's standing in his position, and he goes, okay, so what happened? I said, okay, we shot it already. I, I clocked Billy in the side of the head, you know, with the frying pan. And then you, we do an insert of you, which we show later on in the movie, but at the time, we don't know who's killing him. And Udo goes, do I enjoy it? I go, well, that's up to you. He goes, okay. Very calmly, we, say, we, we yell action. I yell action. Udo gave the most satanic laugh in the first take. It was brilliant. He just, his head cocked back and he laughed. And then I said, cut. And he went back to normal. Like nothing happened. It was, it was, uh, and I said, I said, check the gate. We're moving on. It was one take and he, I, it was just brilliant. It's a lot of little moments like that. Just, um, well, just good film, stuff. In films, Paul, it's, uh, it's always the little moment. It's never the big scene start acting with the back to the camera and slowly turn around. It's not that always. I found out always the little things. For example, I'll give you a little example. I made a film not long ago with uh, Guy Martin directing Isabella Rossellini, and he said to me, now you exit. To make the story short, I said, well, that's a strange exit. That's the end of me in the film. And I said, can I touch the wallpaper and say nice wallpaper on my way out? And he said, yes. And when the film was in, in, in the premiere in Paris, many people came to me and said, nice wallpaper. It's always <laughs> the little thing, the little yeah, thing right. people remember. It's never the big, big acting numbers. I, I thought one director once, I said, I want to kill a fly, but so brutal that everybody gets shivered. They said, how you do that? Everybody killed the fly. I said, no, but I know how to do that. And it was amazing. It's always the little, unexpected little thing. Right. It's never I agree. the big I number. How, how, how did the fly feel about it? <laughs> First of all, they said to me, how you catch a fly? I said, it's very simple. I pretend to catch one, and then you take a fly and put some glue in my hand, and you just put the fly there. And then I go with my other hand and close up with my thumb and kill the fly. Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's a little I feel bad for the fly. <laughs> and that was very, very brutal. But you see, you're all shocked now because I killed the fly. Yeah. I mean, everybody has killed a fly. That's true. That's very true. See, the, the, the terrifying thing is most children want to think about how to catch a fly, but I'm picturing young Udo at age six with, like, glue on his hand. Oh, yes, that would, that would be creepy. That would be nice, actually. Nice, right. Hair and short pants and a little woven right. feather and say, Mommy, I got the fly. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Oh and mom, mommy, mommy said, oh, that, good boy, that. good boy. I will play that little boy maybe tomorrow in this video. And I say, Mommy, I caught a fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Did talk you about yeah. your film. Don't talk about the actors. And talk about uh, okay. your talk about film. That. Talk about the uh, the wonderful film you did and how happy you are that the film is such a success. That's important. That's important. We didn't come here together to yeah. talk about ourselves. How how glamorous we are all. <laughs> We're just actors. Yes, you are. We're all just actors, and we're lucky we work with great people. We're fortunate. Yeah. Very now we have your film, and we're promoting your film, and a lot of people should see your film, Paul. Nice of the camera with an S. Not, 
N, not N-I-C. Not yes, an N. Not me that should see you. Yeah. Well, you it's, it's all of us, you know. But the whole cast, it's, it's the whole Yeah, but cast. you know, it's, it's like, um... Don't be yeah, so shy. Um, that's well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not going to talk about myself. I can, and, and, well, I can, well, I can make well, fun yeah. of myself, but as far as praising myself, I'm not good at that. We'll do that. Thank you, Billy. I'll let, yeah. Yeah, I'll let you guys do that. <laughs> well, can we take another call, please? Yes. Can we do that? Okay, let's see who we can. We're going to do area code 515. 515. Hi, 515. Hello. Hi. Hi, who's this? Uh, my name's Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hello, Bobby. Hi. Yeah, I got a question for anyone. Yeah. I'm a big fan of David Carradine, and I was just wondering right. if you could share any, you know, great moments that you had with him making the movie. Um, I guess that would be. I guess that would be me. Um, exactly. Yeah, uh, David. Um. I, I mean, first off, um, I had before, um, and uh, we bonded. We bonded very quickly, Ooh, you know. And uh, and then the time, you know, time passes, and I thought of the shopkeeper, and David was it was pressing on my mind, and um, and I sent his uh, manager at the time uh, the script, and I said, look, I'm shooting like very soon. I didn't an answer, and he goes, okay, give us a month. I'm like, no, I'm shooting this week. Um, you know. Uh, I just wanted, you know, I just got the location and I sped the movie up and I was, it was all kind of quick, quick. And, um, uh, and David got back to within, I think, 12 hours. But he really liked the script. And um, he was, you know, David was just like Uda had mentioned, David's a very strong character. He's a very strong presence. Like even now, he's, in my mind, he's still a strong presence, even though he's not with us anymore. That's why and, he became uh, a legend. You know, sure. That's why he's a legend still. Yeah, you're right. So he, I mean, uh, and, uh, he just had a very strong presence. And there was one night he got upset, and uh, he, he took me to the side, he hugged me. He goes, you know, you have something, you have something, uh, like, I, mean, I think I'm almost verbatim. He said, you have something extremely magical here. This can have, this can have legs, this film. Um, just, you know, stay strong with it and see it through. But you have something very different. It was, I, I, you know, he told me I worked in so many films and this and that. He'd been in the editing room. And uh, he said, you're something magical. He goes, it's something that I've never worked with before. You know, and, uh, and I was... And I felt like, you know, when you get that kind of positive reinforcement with people like, like Billy said, like a legend, um, it's it's nice. It's a nice attaboy. And it's a nice kudo to have. And uh, I just... Uh, Really enjoyed working with him, especially the uh, the scene in the in the general store. We just did uh, we did one take each, each angle. We did one take each in the wide. I mean on the uh, close up. And I, he goes he goes you're pretty confident. I saw I think I got it on my angle. And he, he started he started laughing. He goes you got it. Trust me. He goes you got it. So we ended up uh, improving. God like in the original script, David didn't read from the book, and um, we did our scene so quickly. Um, we had like six hours free. It was like, kind of like, okay, now what do we do? So we brought in the Russian girl. There's a scene we speak Russian with a girl uh, who I knew. And we totally improvised the entire scene. And then we did another scene where he's reading the book and um, ended up making it a, 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 a part of the movie. You know, the scene with him and the Russian girl and him reading the book and the whole... Right. Uh, that's, a, that's a great scene in the picture, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I watched it a couple really times. Like 
Yeah, I really like the. Um, but David was definitely um, he was on board. He was on board with it. And uh, again, you have your horsemen, you have your men, and when people are on board with it, from the smallest extra role to the to the lead, um, it really helps. And I trust me, I have, you know I have some big you know like battle scenes and uh, even the extras out there, the the background people, the people doing the fight stuff, the stunt people, everyone really pulled through uh, as far as the uh, in front of the camera actors and um when you have that kind of support and that kind of talent it helps it helps yeah, and that's why show I, too. yeah thank you and and uh and i cast it myself like every role i kind of handpicked it was kind of like from um the smallest extra in the background to like you know every every role and i think that's important when you cast a movie and then some you know some movies you're in it just doesn't feel right because someone has someone's favor in there or someone's with the same package from the same studio and it doesn't really flow and there's a little bit element but when you can sit down and cast yourself and really take your time I think that's the difference when you pick your own songs like Magic Carpet Ride and, and Pilot you know Magic and and you pick your own locations it takes longer it took me five years to make the movie but at the wow. end of the day uh, I think it's 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 crucial to do it right. I'd rather do one movie or two movies or three movies or four movies and do it right than do 25 movies and just swing it. That's just my personal feeling. And I think when Dave was on board with us, he really wanted to be there. So it made a difference. Yeah, because he didn't have to be there. No, exactly. None of you guys did. You guys, you know, you guys did me a favor. I mean, from, for everybody did. Well, we all, we, we, we all, everybody, we all did each other a favor in a way. Right. You know, because we're, we're, you know, whether you're the assistant director or you're the the aide or you're the star star of the movie, everybody just is working together, you know, working together. Right. I felt I'm the star of the movie, but I didn't feel like I wanted to, it wasn't important to me. It was, to me, it was an ensemble cast. And people ask me that all the time. I go, well, it's an ensemble cast to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's. It's scene by scene. It's a, you know, what's a movie? It's a collection of scenes. It's, it's a collection of you know, scenes. Exactly, because there's no movie if there's only one character. I mean, right, it, that's it, why I call it a part. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a part of the movie. <laughs> right. It was, uh, I'm not going to say the director. It's a studio director, and it was a studio movie, but I was working with him on something else, and he mentioned a name that we all know, and I'm not going to say his name, but the guy went to the director, and he goes, I'm only in 72 pages of the, of the script. I'm only in 72 pages, and the, and the director said, "Well, that's why they call it a part. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not doing the whole. You're not doing a whole. You're doing a part of the movie. You're doing a part. So, uh, and collectively, yeah, um, I just hope it keeps on going. I, I love the momentum it's getting. I'm getting a lot of press, and, and the thing is, it's been out for just about a year now, and I'm getting more press in the last two months than I've gotten uh, in the first 14, and it, it's becoming a cult." vibe to it and it's uh, and that's that's what's going to find its home I think it was marketed as an action movie and I don't know why for what reason but um, it's getting the right direction now and the right the right focus and the right fan base as a cult film and uh, that's where it's going to go cult yeah. film well, that, that's, that's a good, I mean there is a lot of action in the picture so that's probably why it got pushed that direction but uh, right. uh, it, it's a movie movie it's not just a lot of people out there doing some kind of action. There's, a, there's lots of things in this movie that are really, really interesting. You know, are interesting to watch. Uh, and 
I got a question for you, Billy. When, when you, I know, people last wanted me to ask you this about the kissing scene with you and Max. Um, and, and, and I wanted, I didn't want to answer it. They said, they asked me how, how did Billy feel about the kissing scene with Max? And I've been asked that in, I don't know, 50 emails, you know, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, you know what? I, I can't answer for Billy. I'll, I'll, when I see him, I'll ask him. But, um, well, in a funny way, it had to scene. do. It had to do with the character. It didn't, uh, you know. It. Uh, I didn't kiss him till we were in the scene. You know. Yeah. Well, I didn't even think about it because I didn't. I never thought of this character as a man pretending to be a woman. I just thought of the character. Okay, I'm playing the part of a woman, and uh, you know, is how I looked at it. And, yeah, uh, I thought nothing happened at the time. I, I didn't think about it, but you know, it's funny how later on the film's made and it comes out, and people ask you questions about things you like. You're like, well, I didn't think of that at the time. Just yeah, I mean, that's not it. you know, that's not my if I may, uh, you know, no, yeah, normally it's not fun. my thing running around kissing guys, but that's not my <laughs> thing, you know. But uh, uh, but if I was a woman, then of course I want to kiss guys, you know. Cool. <laughs> Would you believe we only had, people. like, eight minutes left? The show oh, is going wow, so quickly. It's fascinating. Oh, um, you know, before, a... before we do anything else, um, Udo and Billy, do, are, are you working on any projects or anything that you want to tell our listeners? Uh, I'm working on something, but uh, it's bad luck to talk about it before it's in the, in the production, so yeah. I don't... Okay. No, I, I, I agree with him in that sense. And uh, what I'm going, uh, let's say, I think in a, in a month or something, I'm going, I have to fly down to West Virginia, and I'll be down there and uh, around. But it, uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm not trying to pre-promote something because I don't want to screw anything up by mm-hmm. accident, you know. But uh, sure. uh, it, it's, it's fun. I mean, the whole thing's, and in a sense, you're, you're uh, uh, let's see, I've done a, a number of films in the last year or so, so uh, so that's that's a good thing. So it's, uh, yeah. I well, one of back your films, wasn't one of your films in Sundance, at Sundance Festival, right, Billy? Yes, that's true. Uh, <laughs> the name has got away from me. This Oh, Load, it's called Lowdown. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. Well, was at Sundance. I I haven't seen it, so I don't know what uh, it, it has to do. It's set in the in the '60s and '70s, and I, I play uh, you know kind of a hippie drug dealer mm-hmm. character, and uh, that, that, that's. Uh, but it's a, and it's based on the true story of a jazz blues jazz musician, you know who gets into drugs and this and that and has problems and things. So it's a, it's a real interesting picture. It's called Lowdown. And they, they, I understand it got really... I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what, what I'm doing in it, you know, in, in, that, in, in that particular release of it. But uh, uh, it was great fun, great, great fun to do. And, uh, and, and, and I, I love blues and jazz, mu- blues music and jazz music. My father was a blues harmonica player, so I, I, I understood exactly what was going on with, with them, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, how about you, Paul? What, what are you up to? No, I'd rather, I'd rather not um, put the, 
the car in front of the horse myself. Yeah, I get like a bunch of things. Like I said, I'm meeting with someone uh, today, and I'm someone next week about another project as an actor, and then there's one I might uh, get going as a writer. Uh, so I'm just trying to focus on that as a template for the moment. The next right. three minutes. Well, tell us again where we can uh, <laughs> buy the movie and where we can find you on the on the web. The best way, the best way again, and is uh, to avoid piracy in in the wrong movie because there is a, a stream going out there, and the movie's not the complete movie. The best way to see the movie, the actual print, is uh, iTunes. If you want to stream it, if you're you know you can pay three dollars to rent it or twelve dollars to own it. You know, it's it's a good variation. You can get it in a definition high def, but iTunes uh, to stream it. And if you want to own it, uh, just go to uh, walmart.com and put in Night of the Templar, you know, N-I-G-H-T of the Templar. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. it. So the hard copy is walmart.com, and iTunes is definitely the best streaming avenue to take. All right. And the, the links to both of those are on the film's website. Awesome. Right, so right. Yeah, direct, directly. Yeah, good call, Jane. Uh, Knight of the Templar.com with an N. Right. You know, and uh, there's a direct link on the front page. And there's a trailer, and there's bios on the actors, and there's pictures, and there's a synopsis. It's just a lot of fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's a great website. There. Yeah, it's, it's just fun website. stuff. It's a, yeah, but uh, it's informative, and it's, it's fun, and uh, it's what a website should do, you know, give you information. I don't run it. My buddy Joe Dolan runs it for me. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, um, I'm, Computer illiterate, as uh, everyone knows, <laughs> oh, my yeah, friend. We know that, yeah. We know that. <laughs> yeah, everyone. That's like, I'm actually speaking from a phone, and my phone. Um, I'm under a tree in Hollywood, and it's only because <laughs> I'm reception. And I'm, I'm actually talking about. Are you holding a cup? Are you holding? No, I mean, no. I'm. I'm it, it's like a cup to a wire. It's like I have this phone. It's it's pre. Um, BlackBerry. It's my phone cannot text. I mean, it cannot. Email it cannot go online, so I'm I'm in the Stone Age. I I can make a movie, but I mm-hmm. can't use a phone that's a touch touchpad key. Okay. I'm not you a use, You you use it to talk very well, though. That's, uh, well, thank you. I, I can talk yeah, in text. Yeah. yeah. So if I if I move ten feet from here, Billy, I'll lose connection. So I'm stuck here under the tree. No, no, I know exactly what I know exactly what you mean. I'm uh, I'm in my house, but I have to stay by the window where there's a tree because of the same pro- <laughs> the same problem because uh, I live up in the hills, you know. So it's, uh, right, you're, you're up in a uh, you're up in the Studio City in the hills. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're up there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's funny people don't realize it, but Los Angeles is so many cell areas mm-hmm. that your reception drops. Now for Udo, it doesn't drop because the phone's afraid of him. Was he cynical? <laughs> well, and for uh, good uh, reason, too. Because uh, 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 uh. <laughs> well, anyway, bye-bye, Billy. Bye-bye, Paul. Bye-bye. Thank you. Oh, bye. Thank you so much, Udo. Bye-bye. Good Udo, luck. Udo, I'll call you Thursday, Udo. Udo, I'll call you Thursday. I'll see you in a couple of days. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Udo. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Udo's great. Udo's yeah. great. He actually, I, I didn't, was going to say it. I didn't get it in, but actually when I went to Udo's house, um, to go over the um, the script with him, he actually came out of the room. I I didn't get it in, but when I was eating the sandwich, he came out of the room with the priest outfit. He had a, he had his own priest outfit, which actually won the movie. Oh, that's uh, we, we we doubled it for scenes, you know, with the, with the fights. We had to double it for the for the stunt doubles. There was actually he had two stunt doubles, um, mm-hmm. and for when he dies, but he had his own priest outfit. And, and to be in Udo's house. 
eating a sandwich, which I didn't finish the story, and he walks out of out of the room wearing a priest outfit, and you're not <laughs> expecting it. It's a, right. And he tells you, I want, and he says to you, I want to call the character Father Paul. All you can do is eat a sandwich and say yes. <laughs> like, you know. You, 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 you've you got, got this Hollywood thing figured out, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm not a direct, but you pick your moments, right, Billy? I mean, even when you're working with a director, you want to change something, and your character as an actor, you don't want to change everything. You pick your moments for the moments that matter. And when I saw Udo there in the priest outfit and I'm eating my sandwich, I'm thinking he could, he could bless me or, or bite my neck. Yes. <laughs> so I think I will <laughs> say yes to whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, I'm seeing what, what a sandwich and a glass of milk, and I'm just looking at him. Yeah, so it was, it was uh, right from the get-go, I know Udo was on board, you know, especially when you have your own, your own outfit. Billy didn't have his own dress, but, we, you know, we fit him. <laughs> well, be- before we say goodbye, um, I just want to thank a couple of people that helped us a lot. Uh, Lisa, who was our producer, and she was in contact with Udo. Um, if it wasn't for Lisa, we wouldn't have gotten Udo so quickly. But as a testament to you, Paul, everybody was so accessible, like I said before. So it was just an easy, an easy show to book, even though there were yep. some ups and downs, but it was an easy show to book. And also, we'd like to thank Bobby for... Uh, designing our event Facebook page and for promoing and all promoting and for everybody on Twitter, you know who you are, who retweeted and helped promote tonight's show. We really, really appreciate it. You're thank great. You. you guys rock. And to Lisa. Tasha, Jane, thank you. Thank you, Paul. To our thank you so much, Tasha. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're sorry we that you, some people on hold. Yeah, very sorry. Yeah, so sorry. But it was a great show. Billy, you're wonderful. Oh, we love you, Billy. Come back sometime. No, I would love to. And just uh, just so you know, for one last second, I'm putting yes. the red mm-hmm. hat back on. Oh, lovely. We <laughs> love it. Take a picture. Take a picture. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm reflecting of the cast, and I'm looking at these guys. they got Udo and Billy and, and David and Max and Norman, and, and, the, and I'm like, wow, what a... Like, usually, yeah. you know, like, I'm the sideshow in a movie, and I get these guys alongside of me, so it's kind of like um, there's, like, no voice of reason, if, I, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> well, it was it's, a great yeah, show. Amazing. Thank you thank you so much, Billy, for, for calling oh, in. Oh, my, my and pleasure, and uh, uh, thanks, everybody. It was a lot of fun, and, and it was fun to... Uh, because I took another look at the picture I hadn't seen it in a long time, so uh, it was it was a good chance, you know, it was exciting, and my neighbors got to watch it. I let them watch it with me, and uh, they loved it. it. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and well, fun to so shoot. Much. And uh, you, Hollywood, we're in Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Okay, and thanks, Paul. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, Paul. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Tasha. Signing off. Thank you, guys. Thank you so okay. much. Okay. Right. Bye, Paul. Okay. Bye. bye. And everybody stay chatty. It was a great, great show. We enjoyed it. Awesome. Hope you did, too. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye, bye everyone.